Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. Hi, welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast here with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson. Today we have Andy Lockwood. He is our special guest. He's an incredible author. He has written not one but two books and he gives you all the inside secrets about how to get your child into college. Um, not just how to get him in, but how to get him in and save a ton of money. So um, I'm right at that stage right now. My son is just starting high school. Both of them are. So um, I'm interested to get some of those tips as well. So welcome Andy. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about your background and where you're from. Well, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I guess I'm just like any other hot chick who writes books. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe you just introduced me without making any type of reference, like honorary hot chick. Or, so anyway, uh, yeah, I'm a college. Andy Lockwood, our honorary hot chick. Yeah. <laughs> Let any guy become a hot chick, let me tell you. Yeah, okay, good. I mean, usually I think of myself as pretty masculine, but, um, you know, I'm cool. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a college consultant. Uh, I've been in this, you know, in this field about 15 years, and like you said, you know, we help parents get, uh, we help families um, get into top colleges and help them get discounts, that even if they think they can't possibly qualify. So, I wrote a couple of books uh, I wrote one this year on admissions. I wrote I wrote one last year on financial aid, and you know, well, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about. Awesome. So, what how what got you into your field? Like, how did you become an expert in this in college stuff? So, um, part of the reason was because I had a really rough experience myself with student loans. You know, I went to a very expensive undergraduate college, Wesleyan University. And um, I worked for three years in between then and going to law school to pay off those loans. And then once I went to law school, I racked up another $100,000 worth of debt. And I worked as a lawyer for about five years, and um, I, I jumped to, be, to become in-house counsel to a, a privately, I'm sorry, a publicly traded brokerage company. Long story short, downsized, started my own. Uh, financial services company and I used to go to a lot of marketing conferences back in like 99 um, and I met someone who, who did college planning who got me into this business. Awesome. Cool. How did you become, um, decide to write a book? Go from, from changing your profession and then writing a book about what you're an expert in? Well, you know, for a lot of the reasons I think that um, are going to make sense to you guys and your audience, you know, I was looking for a way to expand my reach, uh, to position myself, you know, as the as the guru. So, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't want to get in front of people and have them haggle with me on fees and all those types of things. I saw a bunch of other people who wrote books, and many of them were just not that good. Just to be perfectly candid about it, so I, I said, you know, I should write a book. Awesome. I like how you just were. I'm ready. I need to do it, and you just did it. I like that. <laughs> well, that's the short version. I mean, the long. You know, was, I, I wish that was. <laughs> I wish that was the real version too. But but uh, it was you know it was a decision that took me the first book. So I'm allowed to hold them up, right? Yep. So this is called um, I don't know if you can see it. How to pay wholesale for college, and this book was really you know in, inside of my brain percolating around for probably um, three years because I'd, I'd written I'm sorry I'd read a whole bunch of other books on this topic. And one in particular, I'd read multiple times, but I read like a textbook. It was very dry. So I, I said, you know what? I should just write something simple and do it. And ultimately, it took me way longer than uh, you know to get that one out. 
And then when I decided to write the second book, which was about admissions, called um, The Incomparable Applicant, um, that was something that was a lot easier because I'd already done one. I just transcribed it and, you know, finished it off in a few weeks. Awesome. So, yeah, that's the next thing we want to ask about. So, so you transcribed it. How did you get started to write your book? Like, what are three tips that our listeners could do to start their book today? First, be a hot chick. <laughs> yeah. Then, all right, so first is, um, first is you know, just decide it's enough already. I'm going to write my book. I mean, there's no, mm -hmm. there's no secret, but that's, that's really the, the basic thing. Um, I outlined it. I, um, I, I do a lot of public speaking, which may not be obvious from this interview, but um, mm -hmm. I, do, I do a lot, and I, t and I talk to a lot of parents who are, you know, Melanie, like you said, who are sort of going through this, uh, it's like a rite of passage slash, you know, weird subculture that happens once your kid hits high school and it really intensifies when, you hit, when your child hits 11th grade. There isn't a day that goes by for most 11th grade moms uh, where they don't talk about college stuff. So I do a lot of speaking and I hear a lot of feedback, and I ask a lot of questions, and I answer a lot of questions, and I, and I kind of said to myself, I'm just going to list all the questions I get, and I'm going to make sure that I cover them. I'm going to list all the questions that I wish people would ask me, and that's, that was basically the book. So it's not exactly, you know, I, I did get it pushed um, to, you know, you know, number one bestseller on Amazon, but it is definitely not a best written book. It's a best, you know, selling book. So I think that's the third thing is really, you know, don't really get overly... Um, fixated on making it, you know, a Pulitzer Prize winner or whatever, whatever Oprah Book Club <laughs> winner, just get it out there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to do the purpose, which is to answer the questions and let people know how do we get into college for a discount or how do we get into the right schools, like you answer all of their questions, so I love that, that's great. You know what it is? I mean, there's others, of course, like in any business, I have competitors, and there's other people who do what I do. There's also a competition against the idea of whether, you know, um, pe people, like a lot of people don't even know about my type of profession because it's really a cottage industry. Mm -hmm. So what the book does is it all, it just advances the legitimacy <clears throat> ahead of, you know, so by the time I sit down with someone, they're already pre-sold. You know, they're already, uh, they already get it. And mm -hmm. it's much better than a business card, which people can be like, oh, you know, great, just chuck it. You know, it's 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 sort of my um, the best compliment I I I I have ever gotten from these books is it sounds like you're talking to me already, and that's really what it was designed to do, not be a textbook, but to be the equivalent of me giving my you know sort of my uh, my philosophies and my you know how we do stuff. Awesome. So very conversational. That sounds great. Now, when you wrote it, did you? Um you wrote down the questions. Did you do it by video and have it transcribed, or did you just write them out or do it on your computer? Yeah, I did not do it by video. I, I think uh, that would have been neat, neat to do. So um, when I get around to my third book, that's I think I'm going to do that because then I can chop up the videos and, and send them out you know, to YouTube and stuff. But I, I did it with a voice recorder, and I had it transcribed, and, and that was it. And then, I, then I edited it a few times myself. Um, I sent it out to a real editor, and then I got it back. And then I sent it to um, probably six or eight clients, you know, to to uh, that I that I knew and trusted, and and I, I felt would do a good job. One one of which is a, a principal of a local high school, and um, then it you know it, it changed a lot from the initial draft that was transcribed to the to the final product. That's great. So, what would you think? You have the whole process. You know, you're, you've done two books now. What are your do's and don'ts to tell our listeners? What would you do different if you could, and what did you know you did right? 
Yeah, so the, the easy one I already mentioned, which is, you know, just don't wait. There's, there's, no, there's no perfect time to do it. And if it means, you know, getting up an hour earlier and just, you know, outlining and transcribing, just, just do that. So I think the biggest don't is, you know, don't blow it off. You know, it's, it, there's never going to be either the ideal time. You just have to sort of make that. And in terms of do, I think you just, you know, talk to people like you guys um, about the process. And you can, you know, I think the event that you have coming up is going to really not only shortcut uh, people in terms of avoiding all these mistakes, but it's also, you know, I imagine going to be a very sort of collaborative, supportive, uh, you know, environment, and you'll be able to, you know, learn from other people who've already, you know, gone through the process. So I think finding a, you know, a mentor, finding someone who's already gone through it is is like the best thing. That that actually helped me with my second book, you know, because we have, we have mutual friends who, you know, we have, we've all hung around with and listened to their stories, and that really motivated me and, and helped me avoid some of the mistakes I made with my first book. Mm -hmm. Those are awesome tips. Yeah, we're hoping at our event we'll be, you know, you'll be there for a whole week, so you'll just be entrenched in it and getting it done. Where sometimes it takes people a long time to get it get it done, and you just check out and just focus just on that. So mm -hmm. since you've done these two books and you did it to help your business, what have you gained from writing your books? How has it helped your business? So that that's like the coolest question to think about because. Um, well, the first thing I was thinking about was the event that you guys are doing, and like everyone in their bathing suits with pillow fights and stuff. Is that, <laughs> that, that really what's going to happen? Or no? all right. The no, other thing yeah, on the beach. Yeah. All right. So book stuff. Fine. So um, <laughs> uh, there's been direct and indirect types of of benefits. So in terms of direct benefits. Uh, again, you know, when you when you hand someone, you know, I, I do a, a little bit of networking, so I go to these networking meetings, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm meeting a bunch of accountants, you know, a bunch of CP, uh, CPAs who, you know, as as a class are really party animals. They're really fun, and <laughs> um, and everyone's giving business cards to each other. There's a lot of financial people. There's a lot of you know other people like, hey, but really, it's like, here's my business. Do you have any leads for me? And then I'll go to these things. And I'll be like, hey, by, you know, by the way, I wrote a book. Here's a copy. You know, why don't you, you know, check it out? Give it a, you know, give it to a uh, someone you know, who might might need it. That that type of thing. So that's mm -hmm. so it's right away. It's just a built-in way to just differentiate yourself, which is really cool because people chuck business cards, but they don't throw out books. That's something that you know we hear a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, you know the the legitimacy thing in terms of well he must be an expert because I saw him speak publicly he's written two best-selling books you know so that that's a big deal also mm -hmm. another thing is I t two more things that were sort of indirect I was um, last week I was quoted in the Wall Street Journal and um, the reporter found me through uh, my my website and she saw the books and awesome. um, what was really cool for me yeah. just yeah I, I, was, I was psyched so um, what was really cool for me was that uh, actually just to tie it in the the um, the book that I read like five or six times when I got into this business 15 years ago was written by a guy who wrote this book with the the Princeton Review, which is a big you know test prep uh, company. And they publish you know stuff also. He and I were quoted in this article together, you know. So, wow. so yeah, I was like uh, not 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 that it made me a million dollars, just you know, but but I was like oh, all right, so yeah. Now, now who's here? Right? you and put you in that arena with him, who had who had accomplished all the status and someone you had admired. Right, right. So it was good for me. I don't know how I want you really matter to you know anyone else, but, but but for me it was you know whatever a nice ego stroke. Um, yeah. But but I'll tell you that the coolest thing that's happened. This is sort of right in the middle um, of, of it right now. Is that um, a guy 
um, contacted me and because uh, he read my book, so it was sort of like a fan email, which you know I don't get every day, but I, yeah, I get him once in a while. I really liked your book, which is always gratifying. And um, long story short, he kept you know kind of like you know calling me, and he the way he tells the story now is I blew him off, which I'm not proud of, but he it took three <laughs> phone calls. And it turns out that he is um, he had a, a business proposition for me that involved um, taking my information nationally because he's a very well-known, reputable guy with a with a huge financial services company that you know we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. And um, so, long story short, we worked out a deal which involved you know like a a five-figure advance payment and potential to be like a six-figure. He says seven-figure, but potential to be something big that we're mm-hmm. in the beginning stages of. So that's just an opportunity that I never would have gotten had I, and I wasn't seeking it out, um, had I not written both books. Awesome. That's great news. Yeah. Congratulations. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of these things that if it really happens, it'll be big, but he's already, you know, they've already done something, so it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, they're, they're for real. But again, you know, it, you, you never know who's going to read your book. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's sort of the, the message. Mm-hmm. That's true. You don't know who that's going to find you because it raises your status up on when people search you on Google. It pushes pushes the search engine up for you, so mm-hmm. they find you more than they would somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, which is why your idea of you know doing a video and transcribing it is probably even better, you know, because then you can hit all you know, print, video, and I guess audio also at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It all. Yeah. <clears throat> I like doing video for creating books. It's good. It works really good. So how do you let people know? You said you do networking. How do you let people know that you're an author now? You bring your book and you give it to them, but what other kind of things or what kind of tips would you say you use for marketing your book? Um, I don't really do, I mean, I, I do a lot of public speaking and I do a lot of web you know, presentation type things, so mm-hmm. it's just embedded in everything I do. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not Andy Lockwood. I'm two-time number one best-selling author, Andy Lockwood, which a lot of my friends, you know, a goof on me for, but yeah. uh, it just it just kind of permeates everything. So mm-hmm. um, when I you know when I approach a group of parents or you know I spoke to um, the uh, like a detectives association uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm not speaking as someone who's like in business to try to sell something. I'm speaking as a best-selling author doing a book tour. Right. And that's a different approach, and and it, you know people let their guard down more, and I you know I don't. I don't know what you're trying to sell. Yeah, that's good. And so you're in a different position where you're not just coming there saying, hey, I'm selling my services to help you get into college. It's, hey, I wrote a book, and I want to share it with you. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, doing a book tour to promote my book, and you know, I sell a few, and you know, it's, it's always nice. You, you, I, you know, people want you to sign them, which is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're worth so much more money because you're a celebrity now. Yeah, it was funny. So I had my so that when I spoke a few weeks ago, my mom came with me. Yeah. And um, so so she was like, "You really gonna sell these?" I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" So you know, we sold I think um, maybe twenty, you know, for mm-hmm. ten bucks a piece, you know, yeah. maybe twenty dollars. And one guy yeah. came up to me and he was like, um, "You know, hey, I bought both." I'm like, "Did my mom give you a discount?" He goes, "No." I'm like, "Good." Um, but, <laughs> but she was like really into it. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was kind of fun too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I remember when I did one of my book signing parties. I actually didn't do an. I didn't. I need to do a book tour. That's a great idea. But I did just had people come to buy books and and get their books signed. 
And uh, one guy came and he was like, this is going to be the best Christmas gift to send out to all my business people, so I'm going to buy 10. And I was like, sweet, I get to charge this card for 100 bucks. Like, I, and I do business with this guy, he's a great guy, but I was so excited. I was like, yeah, 10 bucks, here you go. <laughs> you know, so it's fun. Yeah. Well, I, th I think an even better uh, gift for him would be to, uh, you know, give out his own book to to his. You, know, you have. I know. Right. I've been trying to talk to him to do that. He needs a book for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 So that's good. So you promote it really through your events. You promote it on everything that you do on your website, on your Facebook page, wherever you are. Your book is, and that's how people are finding it. And then it's kind of twofold. You sell some of your books, but then you're also getting all these great rewards by having the book out there, which is awesome. Yeah, and, and you know the the theory is I'm sure you guys know uh, is that someone who's you know going to spend even a little bit of money like ten bucks or something on a book is already making some sort of micro commitment to you, and they're more likely to convert it. You know, if you're a consultant like I am, and you're selling you know high end stuff, they're more likely to convert into a you know a, a client, a consulting client. Now, do you work to try and get reviews for your book at all? Have you um, had anybody on Amazon get reviews? Yeah, I asked a few people, and I got a few others I didn't ask for. I don't think you know it was more than ten or fifteen for each one, mm -hmm. um, but it was yeah. But they were nice, you know, positive reviews. Um, I actually had uh, you know for for me in my field, um, I I had a, um, a guy write write a review. It wasn't on Amazon, but he wrote a little you know superlative uh, for the book. Who was the he was on the admissions committee of Princeton University for thirty five years. Wow. And he wrote me a really nice thing, so that's like a sort of a you know he's not really a celebrity, but everyone knows who Princeton is, so it's <laughs> kind of associating me with you know with, with Princeton, which is very funny if you if you think about it. <laughs> but um, but that's you know that's a, that's another way to sort of leverage you know this this uh, this this medium. Yeah, and you put that inside your book, right? Like a it's on the um, yeah, it's on it's on the, on the it's one of these two quotes. The, the top one's from a, pr a high school principal, the guy I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, this is a great book, and the bottom one is from the, the Princeton guy. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like your back cover too. Show that again. Show that again. <laughs> looks really good. So it's, a little, it's a lot crammed in there. No, it looks but, good though. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times the back cover is just the bio and a little synopsis, but I like how you have the quotes, and it looks great. It looks really Thanks. Good. See, I'm very hot. I'm trying to come through, I'm trying to prove my worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say? Um, what is a funny story that's happened to you since you've written your book? Like, what's what's a story that you want to want to share with us? Something funny that's happened. <sighs> funny story? You know, I'm not really in a funny field, but um, <laughs> you know, what's I'll tell you. Yeah, the, the the funny thing is like when I'm out with the, with the family or something. Like we were out to eat at a uh, steakhouse uh, for some reason about three weeks ago. And my only four kids, and my it's it's tenth grade, eighth grade, sixth grade, and fourth grade. So I'm not, you know, I'm 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 not the cool dad anymore. I'm not, I'm sort of the eye roll, you know, mm -hmm. you know yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. And um and I was uh you know we had good meal. I was paying, and then the uh, the waitress came back to me, and she goes, I thought I knew you from somewhere. Once I got your card, I saw I, I you know I have your books, I have the blah blah, and and my husband saw you, and this and that, and the other thing, and like my kids are like cringing, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and my well, it's like I say, I'm a famous person no one's ever heard of, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, my and, tell me I was uh, a semi personality. You're a semi personality. Right. Um, which could mean many things, all accurate. But yeah. but uh, 
and 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 my wife is like, you know, she's all, oh, it's so great, it's so cool, you know, and my, and my kids are cringing. So that was, that was kind yeah. of funny to me. It wasn't funny to them, funny to me though. Yeah, that's great. That's a great story. Yeah, because yeah. your kids are just like, oh, it's just dad, and yeah. then they're, oh wow, she knows who you are. That's awesome. Yeah, they don't want yeah. the attention. And it was it was right it was right when the um the thing in the Wall Street Journal came out too, so they're already like tired of me saying that to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I just I just wore them down basically. They thought I planted this uh the waitress quote from her. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us, I mean, you've had such great stories and really you've had a lot of success because of your books. Um mm -hmm. and you've given us some of these tips, but encourage our readers, uh our listeners why they should write a book. Uh, well, to me, the the main reason is if you want to, you know, um, vault yourself up in a different position compared to your competition. In other words, to be able to answer the question, well, why should I do business with you? I think if you've written a book and you're the instant authority, that question is answered just de facto without even them having to answer. You know, it's, it's asked and answered before they sit down with you. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, the, was the main reason for doing it. But then there's all these other possible, you know, side benefits, which you know range from um, being able to embarrass your family to uh, you know do something national. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so awesome that you you know were approached and that you can take take this national to because you know I'm sure when you started out you're like oh I'll help a few people I'll be a consultant I'll try and get some kids into college that wouldn't have before and now you're on a big way bigger um, path. To go across country and helping people get into college, I like that. So, Paula, since yeah. we're talking about the cross country, give us three tips um, to help get your kid into college. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> what I'll tell you is first, you have to understand like you know, the rules of the game, and um, for, you know, especially you, you have a, a ninth grader now. Is that what you have? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah, I have a ninth and a tenth grader next year. Okay, so yeah. so um, what a lot of people don't understand is that it's not really a meritocracy in terms of getting into a top college, and it doesn't. So in other words, if you just have great grades and great standardized test scores, that's not really enough because the academic component is maybe sixty percent of the overall package that admissions officers look at. So forty percent of it is all the other stuff, and a lot of that's you know extracurricular activities, recommendations, volunteering, and so on and so forth. And I guess the second thing is just understanding that there's no colleges don't really want well-rounded kids, you know. So Melanie, you know, you and I are contemporaries. When we were growing up, that was sort of like, you know, you, you did stuff to be well-rounded. And now it seems like colleges want specialists. So um, the way I look at it is, it's kind of like a marketing, you know, uh, lesson. You know, just just the same way you write a book to be able to answer the question why you, you know, the the, the subtitle of my my book on admissions is uh, the ultimate real-world, non-politically correct guide to giving yourself an almost unfair advantage over the other 5,000 competitor applicants with the same grades and SAT scores. And, you know, what that speaks to is that you've got to think about doing things that are not the same as everyone else. You've got to be thinking about doing atypical teen activities. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that, that's really the second tip is don't do the same thing everyone else does. And I guess the third tip is just understand that different schools have different levels of generosity. You know, some are a lot more um, free with money, and some are not. And that's that's really more of a how to get money uh, tip. But mm -hmm. people just they can't they they wake up when it's too late, and they're like, "Well, she wants to go here, but they only gave us you know five thousand dollars, and the school she doesn't want to go to gave her twenty five thousand dollars. How come? I thought everyone gave the same amount, and it's not 
It's not it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's good, Deji. Those are great tips, and I, I I think that's enough to entice people to get your book mm-hmm. and, and buy more. Mm-hmm. I'm on yeah, Amazon. I have a ninth grader, and I, I bought your book. I need to go read it now. So yeah. Reading is good too. Yeah, buying yeah, is great, but. <laughs> Basically, it makes a great holiday gift too, you know, not for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's Beat the thing. Reading. I should buy ten of them because I've got some Christmas presents I need to hand out for all of my, you know, cousins and siblings that their kids are going into college soon too. I can't think of a better gift. Just keeps on giving. Yeah. Well, we would love to invite you to our hot chick event down in the Dominican Republic. We think you'd make a, a great guest to come down there. You could be the honorary hot chick down at the villa. Um, <laughs> Where we're gonna have, and we've got this incredible villa. Oh my gosh, it is just it's uh, seven bedrooms and it has a gym in it. It has a pool overlooking the ocean, um, and it's got a chef that's gonna be there every day cooking breakfast for us. And we've got this fabulous itinerary. And within you know six days, they're gonna have their book written. We're gonna have a marketing plan all in place for them and implemented and ready for them to go and have their book launched and uh, pushed to uh, hopefully a number one bestseller for them. So we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's that's an unbelievable thing you're doing because it's just a way to get away. There's a, there's a real value in getting away from you know whatever you're doing day to day and stepping out of that. And um, when when you throw in you know the whole <laughs> Dominican Republic thing and the chef thing, that's that's it's better than anything I do. So yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah, we're excited. It's gonna be lots of fun. We we are gonna be limiting it to women for this this uh, summer, but in the fall we're gonna do another Actually, one. You're joking. Yeah, yeah, we were joking. I'm not really invited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's still we're, we're gonna have another one in the fall that uh, that men will let men come to too. Yeah. So how about like hot chicks who tease guys book retreat? No, we are actually going to be using um, some of our podcasts to teach them there and and play a little bit of our podcast, especially, you know, when you're giving your great tips on on uh, college. So you will be an honorary guest um, with this video. So. so it's almost like I'm there with yeah. the pillow, pillow fights and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I think the, the whole idea of podcasting to, you know, develop the content to make into a book, whether it's video or audio, I think that's really smart, too. That's something mm-hmm. I need to think about doing, too. So that's, I want to thank you guys for that uh, that idea. Mm-hmm. Andy, thanks so much for joining us. You have been a blast. You've been so much fun to have here and really informative. I think it's going to help uh, everybody listening um, to get great ideas and to be inspired to write a book. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming to Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. Um, Andy Lockwood, buy his two books. They're fabulous. If you have kids that are going to be going into college, if you've got younger kids, it's better to know sooner as opposed to later and uh, be uh, well advised ahead of time. So, and he also does consulting, so not only can you read his books, you can hire him personally and you can work with him one on one, and which I think is the way to go. Because then you really, for sure, will get the best financial tips that will save you all the money. Uh, it'll be worth the money because you'll save a ton of money getting your. Uh, son or daughter into college. So thanks for joining us at Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. Um, yeah. Our website, hotchickswritehotbooks.com, and uh, please subscribe to us. And, and let's make sure that we let Andy say what website can we find you at, or where can they find more information about you? Oh, uh, collegeplanningguru.com. Awesome. So we'll have that link there at the bottom, collegeplanningguru.com. All right. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. For more information, you can visit our website at hotchickswritehotbooks.com or you can text your name and email address to 832-572-5285.